Hey there, and welcome back to the Out of Your Mind podcast. On today's episode, we are wrapping our three-day series to help you set goals and meet them in the new year with ease and consistency in a way that just feels good. Now, on day one, we talked about non-attachment, not being attached to how you get there, getting clear on what you want to achieve and not obsessing about the how. On day two, we talked about how to utilize the 70% rule so that you can achieve your goals without so much mental pressure and shifting your mindset. And today on day three, we're going to dive into the actions that you can take and what is the most effective way to achieve your goals without overwhelm, without stress, and without falling back into self-doubt, insecurity, and fear. So let's dive in. Hi, I'm Pam Godboys, ex-therapist turned self-development and business coach. And it wasn't that long ago that I was lost, not sure how to rewrite my own story of success. But fast forward through many failed attempts at an online business, and what I learned is that success really is an inside job. This is where the Out of Your Mind podcast was born. Applying the principles of mindset, spirituality, and all things woo, my guests will show you how this inner work is so critical to your business success. So if you are an ambitious entrepreneur or one in the making that is looking to make a major impact on the world, you are in the right place, my friend. Let's get started. So on day one, you set your actual goals. One goal that was personal, one goal that was relational, and one goal that was career-based, job or career. On day two, I asked you to make a list of the things that you could do to get there. What would that look like? What steps would you take? What practices could you do to achieve the goals? Today, we're going to put those pieces together and we're going to do so in a way that feels really good. And that doesn't have you falling back into old patterns of New Year's resolutions and all that crap. So I'm going to ask you to just pull out those things that you have them. If you have not done that, pause here, go back and listen to the first two. They're quick. So just dive in and let's go. All right. So I want you to start by just deciding which goal you're going to focus on today as we talk about this stuff. You choose, but I'm going to give you an example. So one of the things that always happens for me is when I say that I want to focus on my own health and well-being, one of the things that I know that I need, especially this time of year, is plenty of water. And I get out of the habit of drinking water, especially cold water, because it's cold outside. So when you start talking about how you're going to execute, how am I going to find better health in the new year, One of the things that I know that I need to do is drink more water. But one of the barriers that I have to drinking water is that water is cold in my frame of this understanding around drinking water. So when I set the goal and I decide that I'm going to be consistent in taking action and then I don't take action, I have this opportunity to look back over the week, over the day, over a couple of days and say, huh, I wonder what's gone on. Now for me, my skin tells me right away if I've drank enough water or not. And I know what that amount is for me. If you don't know what that amount is for you, and this is part of your goals, it's okay. 
just start adding it in slowly. So if you're somebody who never drinks water, and can you believe it? There are people out there that never drink water. And this always boggles my mind because even when I say I'm not doing great at drinking water, I'm drinking at least 32 ounces of water a day. Those are like my bad days at drinking water. And usually that means that my 32 ounce water bottle has never gotten refilled during the day. But there are people that actually don't drink water at all. They just don't like it. It doesn't taste good to them. They drink other things instead. But your cells need water to be healthy. So you have to find options and variations on with whatever the barrier is. So if you don't like the taste of water, great, put some cut fruit in it or cucumbers or fresh mint. We do this a lot in the summertime to make it taste a little bit more refreshing. If it's too cold where you are and drinking cold water is feels painful to you, then you drink hot water and you figure out what you're going to put in your hot water so that it's palatable to you. And I don't mean anything that has caffeine or sugar in it. So not your morning coffee with your creamer and sugar. I'm talking about an herbal tea or fresh squeezed lemon or something along those lines. So we can problem solve. This is why we need to know what is the path we're going to do to get there, get to our goals to achieve what we want to achieve is that we have to have a pathway. We have to be able to problem solve when struggles arise. Now, for most of us, the struggles that arise are not, oh, gee, I wonder what kind of water I could be drinking that would feel good to me in the wintertime when it's, um, just looking real quick, 28 degrees out at 1030 in the morning. For most of us, that's not our challenge. That's not the challenge we're dealing with. And if it's your challenge, great, because that's a really straightforward one that you can problem solve. You can Google, you can try to figure out the answer to see what works for you and you can play around with it. Amazing. But for most of us, the thing that gets in the way is our mind. It's the belief that when we stop doing something or when we're not seeing the result, the desired result that we want to be seeing in the time frame that we want to be seeing it. And let's be honest, we are an instant gratification world. We want to be able to push a button and have the solution right there, ready at our fingertips. Now, I live in the US in the Northeast, and most of the time I can order something from Amazon and have it delivered to my door within 24 hours. Now, the holiday time is always different because delivery and all the things are vastly different. But in the normal everyday world, I can usually get something to my house in under 24 hours without me having to leave. We're not used to not getting the instant gratification that we desire. And so when it comes to setting goals and executing our goals, the same holds true. So if you decide I'm going to hydrate my cells or try to help um, my dry skin in the winter by drinking more water and you drink more water for a day and nothing happens, then you think, oh, that doesn't work, right? Or this is a waste of my time. I've got to find something else. I got to put lotion on or whatever. The truth is consistency is king. In all of your goal setting, in all of your working towards bigger things, and all of your creating a vision board or making a list of the things that you want to have happen for you in the coming year, the coming month, the coming quarter, whatever your time frame is, in order to get there, consistency is what matters. Now, I know this is one of the things that we struggle the most with. Our culture, and there's lots of reasons why, but we have a tendency, because we are instant gratification, that the flip side of that is doing something consistently feels really uncomfortable. And so we have to trick ourselves or 
give ourselves little rewards or encourage ourselves to take action on an ongoing basis. And I will tell you that in every aspect of your life, every single one of them, a small effort consistently three to four plus times per week is much more beneficial than a large action once or twice a month, regardless of what it is. And to use the water as as an example, drinking two gallons of water twice a month is not going to hydrate your system. It's just going to have your system react by emptying your bladder over and over. Your system will not be used to absorbing that amount of water. And so it will just pass through you. And if that's what you're looking for, fine. But if that's not what you're looking for, that's not going to get you where you want to be. It's like crash diets or these five-day or two-day detoxes or whatever. They're not getting you the same health benefits as making small incremental changes over time and taking consistent action on them. So if somebody says to me, I want to eat healthier, one of the things that I say is eat more vegetables. What does that look like? How can we increase your vegetable intake? Because I was a vegan for a very long time and recognized the benefit, the nutrient density in local, organic, healthy vegetables, if you have access to that. So as we're moving into execution of goals, there are three things that need to happen. One, you need to get really clear on what goal you're focusing on. Two, you're going to list two to three things that you can do to help move you in that direction on that goal over the next 30 days. Yes, 30 days. I want you to focus on doing this one thing and doing it well over the next 30 days. And then three, you need to take consistent action. One of the beautiful things about being human is not only do we have these thoughts, these fears, these insecurities, this old story that comes up that says it's not happening instantaneously, therefore it's not worth it is that we have these neurochemicals that get released when we do a good job. So I'll air quote, good job. When we're moving in a direction of where we want to be. So if you've said in 2023, I want to be able to buy a house, which means that I need to be able to put money aside for a deposit. It means that I need to be paying off some of this stuff so that to bring up my credit rating, or I need to be out there actually searching or figuring out where I want to buy a house or talking to a mortgage broker or whatever, you have like these steps that you have to go through. There's all these different things you have to do in order to get there. You can't just wake up today and decide you're going to go buy a house. I guess you could, but there's a lot of hoops you're going to have to jump through to get there unless you have cash to go out and purchase a house. So you start to think about what are all the things that have to happen? What's the first thing that has to happen? And starting to execute by making a list. And every time you get to a step on your list, say you have five things on your list, every time you get to a step on your list, you have to ask yourself, are there barriers to this? And if there are barriers, then the barriers, clearing of the barriers needs to come before that action can happen. I'll give you a really practical example. We are currently remodeling one of the bathrooms in the house. And my husband has decided, like so many amazing husbands before him, that he is going to take care of some of the work. He's demoing the bathroom. He's pulling up the subfloor, which had some water damage due to a leak in our roof that we got fixed. And this is just another piece that has to happen. And he was in there on a weekly basis doing some work. And then he went in on the Saturday after Thanksgiving, which is over a month ago now, and cut out a piece of subflooring and has not been back into the bathroom since then. And I'm like, what's getting in the way? 
and he's, there's a lot of things that have to happen and it's hard to X, Y, and Z. And he's coming up, he's telling me all the barriers. And my mind is like, what are the solutions to those barriers? And so that's actually something I'm working on with him is because it's his project. I'm letting it be his project, but he does, his brain doesn't work the same way that my brain does. And so I'm saying, okay, so what has to happen in order for you to do this thing that's first on your list? Well, what has to happen is this other thing needs to be cleared out and this piece of the wall needs to be cut out and this piece of the subflooring needs to be pulled out and I need to measure how much material I need for this layer of the flooring and for this layering of the flooring. And I'm like, okay, so all of those things need to happen. Now he knows what needs to happen, but he's not writing it down. He's writing down, put in a new subfloor. There's seven things that have to happen before you can put in a new subfloor. Let's execute on those things first. And so then now he can look at it and go, oh, okay. So this thing needs to happen. So on a Saturday when he has two hours, he can go, okay, the first thing on my list is this. I need to measure this thing. I need to cut this thing. I need to clean this thing out. I need to clean up whatever other things need to happen. And so he can go in and spend the two hours doing whatever that task is. And then he can feel like, then he can check off a box and he can move to the next one. But right now, because he doesn't have that in place, because he doesn't have that system in place, he's done nothing for five weeks. And sure, holidays and all sorts of things. But he's done nothing for five weeks because he doesn't have a plan in place. And what he said is, I'll have a plan in my head. And then when I start asking him, he starts realizing, oh crap, actually that's a barrier. So what do I need to do to clear the barrier? So this is what I'm talking about when I talk about actually putting together a plan. So you're going to write down what the goal is. What are a couple of things that you can do to work towards that goal over the next 30 days? And then I want you to look and go, okay, what are the barriers that are getting in the way of me achieving this thing, whatever it might be. So for my husband, it was, there's more, a little bit more subfloor that has to be, has to come out. But in order to get to that piece of subfloor, which rests on the sill of the house, he has to cut out a piece of the wall to get underneath, to get the subfloor out, all fine, all which of which he's capable of doing, but he just hasn't done it. So that's step one that has to happen. And actually, he then said to me, actually, there's a bunch of tools in there that I don't need and the wet dry vacs in there. And I guess I could clear that out. That would give me more space to work. Okay, great. So now we've created another step before. This is what I want you to do. I want you to just write out what does that look like? And then I want you to commit to a plan. Remember what I said, consistency is king. Taking consistent action, five to 10 to 20 minutes to two hours on a consistent basis is going to get you further than blocking off time to take a huge step. And the reason that my husband and I had this conversation around the bathroom was because he said to me, I think I need to take a couple days off. I really need to block out some time so that I can work on this. And that was the indication to me that he didn't have a plan to walk through step by step. Now, obviously this is what I do for a living. So I see things a little bit differently, but it's important that you have the ability to break things down into small pieces in everything that you do. And here's why from a nervous system perspective, from a brain perspective, there are brain chemicals that get released when you do things well, when you connect with people, when you finish a job, when you check off a box, when you finish a water bottle, if drinking water is one of your goals, when you work out for 10 or 15 minutes, when you get out for a walk, when you do the stretching that you say you're going to do, when you post on Instagram three or four times in a week, and you start to see the results from that. You have this reinforcement that happens from a nervous system perspective. 
Sometimes it's dopamine. Dopamine is like the feel good chemical, new things happen. Everything feels good. You also have like endorphins, same kind of thing, similar to dopamine. And as far as what gets released, you have serotonin, which is the mood regulator. And you can cultivate more serotonin in your life. If you're feeling like your mood is the problem, that you can't get out of your own way. I hear this a lot. I'm anxious. I'm depressed. I can't get out of my own way. One of the best ways to create more serotonin and allow your body to create more serotonin is by being in nature. So finding places where you can be by water or by trees or some sort of natural thing that allows you your body to incorporate the energy of nature. Diet is a big one for serotonin because 90% of the serotonin is produced in your digestive tract as a result of what you eat. And it comes from tryptophan, that chemical in Thanksgiving turkey that makes you fall asleep. That's That gets converted in your body to a chemical messenger, which then gets converted into serotonin. So you may be looking at foods that are high in tryptophan, which is turkey and berries and seeds. Um, pumpkin seeds in particular have a lot of tryptophan. And so just starting to figure out what do I need to be adding in and add in. Don't be so worried about taking away. Add in so that you feel fulfilled, so that you feel like, okay, I'm doing something that is good for me. And over time, you're going to get more oxytocin released as a result of that. Your subconscious mind is going to go, oh, this is positive. This is a good thing. You're going to get more of that. So celebrating is another way. So just even if it's just a pat on the back, even if it's just a good job, even if every time you check a box on your list of things that you're working towards, Every time you go, yep, did that thing today, yep, called that person, yep, made that connection, yep, posted on social media, yep, wrote that email, that instead of seeing it as like a task that just has to get done, that the checking of the box, if you're a a to-do list maker, or the actual checking of the box, box or the imagery of the checking of a box actually creates a moment for celebration. And like I'm saying, it doesn't have to be like a big party that you celebrate, but just a moment of uh, celebration and you allow those neurochemicals to be released and wash over you. You're going to start to feel better. And then you're going to brain, your subconscious mind is going to associate the action that you're taking, the consistent action that you're taking with feeling good. And that's all any of us want is to feel good. So that is step three. That is how you take consistent action action. That's how you achieve your goals. That's how you do the things, take all the steps to get you to where you want to be is by taking consistent action. And there's so much research that said consistency is king across the board, whether it's in your business, whether it's in your relationships, whether it's in your own journey of self-care and personal growth and development, consistency is what matters most. And like I said on day one, if you notice yourself starting to say things like, I'm not good at being consistent or consistency is my weakness or whatever other little gremlins are living in your head and saying things to you. That is the time to challenge yourself. That is the time to say, that was my old story. My new story is consistency is the easiest way to achieve my goals quickly and with as little stress as possible. So that's your practice for today. Now, here's what I want you to do. If as you walk through this, you've done day one, you've done day two, we're now on day three, I would love for you to share in your Instagram story and tag me at 
Pam Godbo's coaching so that I can see what you're doing. I would love to see what you're doing and I'd love to cheer you on. And if you're looking for more step-by-step process of self-evolution, of shifting your internal world and your mindset and taking action on things, my program aligned the 30 days to realign your body, mind, and spirit with the you that you want to be is available right now. You can access that today. All you have to do is click the link that is in the show notes for Aligned. It will take you there. You can purchase it and you can get going. In the next 30 days, you can be taking action with support from a program that you have available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week for life. So thank you guys. Keep me updated as to what's going on with you. I would love to hear and I look forward to seeing you next week as we dive into our content for the new year. That is all for now. Take care and I will see you guys soon. One of the most effective things that you can do as a mom is you can learn to regulate your nervous system. Now, you might be thinking, Pam, how do I regulate my nervous system? Well, there's lots of different strategies, but one really great way to start to wire the brain for relaxation for calm, for more peace, is to up your gratitude game. And that is exactly why I created a free email series just for you. The ultimate guide to a grateful life is 15 essential practices and prompts to cultivate a brain wired for gratitude, which will create for you a more abundant and a happier life and you. And all it takes is just a couple minutes a day. These are strategies that are proven to wire the brain towards rest and digest. And that is the side of the brain, the parasympathetic nervous system, that we want to be more active. This is where emotional regulation comes from. So grab your copy today by going to pamgodboys.com forward slash gratitude and start wiring your brain for a happier, healthier life.